now? Are you recording me? I'm recording now. Claiming that I'm ready. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready not only to record? Here's the question. Are you ready for 2023? Yeah. Me too. I've never been more ready. I feel the same way. I'm not. I'm. We We're just jumping right into it. Do you want to do an intro? No. Fucking intro. That's how ready we are. We don't even need an intro. Well, I'm Caroline and here's Brandon and here we are. We've had like three weeks off. We have. I have this is the longest I've gone without seeing you in quite some time. I know, like how are you? I like, we haven't even like to preface this, like this isn't bullshit. There? This isn't like we're just catching yeah. up. Like I haven't even I got to you, say hi to you. We we've been furiously texting each other over the last few weeks because we've both been super busy trying to figure out when are we going to record, and then I'm leaving town for ten days uh, to go to Chicago, and we said when are we going to record, and what are we going to do about our episodes? Because I think we've got to get episodes right out first of the year. The people are demanding it. They're demanding obviously. it. I think I think it's more of a personal need that I have to do this yeah. now. It's like therapy for me. But so two weeks ago, I said, okay, this might be a wild question, but are you free on New Year's Eve to record? I'm free all day. And so here we are at 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve recording the roundup. Here, welcome to the Music City Roundup. There you go. We are here live in Nashville, Tennessee, like the, I haven't used my radio voice in a while. Well, and Brandon, I think that it actually was was destined to be for us to be recording this morning because late last night, we got the most groundbreaking, crazy, what the heck is happening news of the entire year, which is that Arnold's is closing. I thought you were going to say Barbara Walters died. Well, that but, is, that, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that that was like shocking news simply because she is an older person, but that that was some sad news to end the year. She is a, a, a an icon. We can get into Barbara Walters We did later, get the news but, that Arnold's is closed. It officially came out. Do you know who broke the story? I do. It was the Nashville Banner, our friend Steve Cavendish. So Rose was really pissed off about this. Oh, she was? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Rose made a post that said she wanted to wait till after the new year to make a formal announcement, but somebody in the media couldn't hold their effing mouth and put an article out. She said that on her post. Read us the post. I'm going to find the post now. Now I'm going to find, hold on. I, think I actually, on, so I found out, I, was on Facebook. I found out through, uh, I'm uh, on the, I signed up for the banner, which if you're not, you should be. Uh, and that's how I saw the news is they sent out an email and I, I loved that Steve got the scoop and broke the news because Steve is a yeah, phenomenal I mean, journalist. So here's what she wrote. Arnold's country kitchen 19 hours ago. I was waiting until next week to release this statement, but a reporter disrespectfully released my story early without my consent and before all of my employees could be told Rose Arnold. Yikes. I did not know that. Yeah. So that was a, I, I actually assumed that. Um, they had chosen to break the news with Steve because he is such a a fantastic journalist. Did you know this was coming? Absolutely not. Did you? I've known for like three months. Oh, wow. Okay. That's how I've like. Are I, you the one who has just been spilling it around town and spoiling the news? I haven't told anybody. I haven't. No, I, I, actually, I was told in confidence like three months ago by somebody. I'm not going to tell you, but that's like they sold their 
their plot. And I was like, what? And they said, yeah, Arnold's is going to close. And I was like, holy shit. So you weren't shocked to see this news as many people were. No. And it's funny because I reached out to Khalil yesterday morning just as a, hey, man, love to have you in the show to, to start the new year. And then I saw this news and I was like, oh, shit, I'll bet he thought I was calling him oh. to see if he wanted to make a statement. Then I did message him and I was like, dude, do you want to come on and say something? Well, we Maybe have been talking will. about having Steve on the show, which which is for me a must. I I don't know if you listen, Steve, but if you do, we've got to get you scheduled to come on the show. So I'd love to get the scoop from him about how this went down. All right, Steve Cavendish, let's go. Let's come on the show. We would love to have you here. I, I would love that. No, I think that um, it's another indication of what's happening to Nashville, and it's it's inevitable. I don't blame them. Like Rose, like either. I'm excited for them. Like I would put a congrats out there. That is a that is a grind running that business oh, every day. And now Arnold's absolutely. at night, getting through the pandemic, like just the the line every day. Like Khalil is there all the time and he's greeting everybody. And like, dude, take a break, man. So they did mention in the article that there will possibly be another iteration of Arnold somewhere, but I will say, you know. I have no doubt that they'll be successful in whatever their next endeavor is, but there is something so special about that building and that charm. And it's, I remember going there the first time I ever visited Nashville 15 years ago. And it's just something that is of a time gone by. I think, especially if you grew up in the South and you grew up going to cafeterias, like with your grandparents or like, that's my memory of going to these types of places, you know? I think that Khalil and Rose are a master class in hospitality. I think the fact that they're always there, the fact that they remember your name, the fact that they will come by and greet you. And I, I, I saw somebody's post where they said, you know, Khalil's amazing because you'll you'll come in, you'll order your food, and then you go sit down, and then he always comes by and he's like, here, guys, and he slips like another plate to you, like with oh, a little yeah. something. That's that's the soul of that. I and mean, there's the building, there's the whole idea of the cafeteria, but like it's those, it's the people, it's that, it's the Arnold family to me that makes that place special. Like, like oh, they, absolutely. they could never sell Arnold's and then have like the Johnsons come in and try and run it because it's Rose and Khalil. Well, there's something really special too about just about the food and about the culture of the food and the way that their food can express something, if that makes sense. I, I just, I feel like I have so many memories of, you know, I grew up in Alabama, but I lived in Northern cities for many years. And I have a lot of friends who grew up in Chicago or grew up in Boston or, you know, have really never spent any time in the South. And when they come to Nashville, I can take them to Arnold's and I can almost tell them a story about myself through that food. I hope that doesn't sound dumb, but it's no. like, so this is the type of food I grew up eating. And, you know, the green beans taste like this because of that. And this is what my grandmother's green beans tasted like, or, you know, here's how they make their chocolate pie. And here's how theirs is a little bit different because my grandma would do it this way. And, but it, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's like a way that you can explain. I felt like I could explain part of my culture as a Southern person. I feel like Nashville's, uh, I, I, was, I was interviewed by a guy named Frank Gluck the other day. He's a writer for the Tennessean. He typically writes about like politics and things, but he was writing an article about the new restaurants in coming to Nashville. And he said, so Brandon, what do you know about the new, I'm writing an article about new restaurants in Nashville. I said, 
I know that I'd like you to write an article that was about these are the legendary restaurants of Nashville that made Nashville what it is. I said, I think there's so much emphasis on the new, hot, new restaurant. And there's not enough emphasis on places like Arnold's and some of the meat and threes or, I mean, our restaurants are legacy restaurants, but like some of the people that made Nashville, Nashville. And I said, I think, I think there's, that gets lost in the shuffle and I would love to continue to support them. And I hate, I think this is another chipping away at the fabric of what made Nashville special mm. in all honesty. Yeah. And it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. The city's growing. You need high rises. You get people that want to be there. They have money. That's how I the mean, economy listen, works. This is such I a difficult it. business that, God, how do you not take that opportunity? You, you have to. I would. But I just, it's just, it's just. I get it. It's, it, it's a it's bummer tough. for all it's, of us. It's tough. It's a tough thing because the Nashville, I've lived in Nashville for 34 years. Yeah. You know, I mean. This is what I remember. These are the things I remember about Nashville, and it's slowly eroding. And it's yeah. going to, before you know it, it's going to be a city that is completely different than what made it special. Yeah. And Nashville is a special place. I had a girl who's uh, one of our essays at Greenhouse Grill who moved to Chicago to go to school. And she was back in town the other day and she was eating in the restaurant. I said, Hey, how's Chicago? She was like, It's different. Like, it's just a different place. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a different place. She's like, I miss Nashville. There's a feel here. She grew up here. That's her. This is her. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you may have that feel for Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, but it's I just certainly a different feel. I certainly feel that way about certain places in Alabama where I grew up. In, and I do feel that way about certain places in Chicago. You know, I moved to Chicago in 2001. And even though I'm not from there originally, it is home for me. I, my in-laws are there. My closest friends are there. And I do reminisce about kind of like the good old days of, you know, living in the Gold Coast and going to Mondelli's Lounge or Ashkenazi Deli or a few, I, that might not be a reference for anyone listening, but I hope there's one person listening who remembers these awesome places that are of a time gone by. And, you know, I think that what's happening in Nashville is what I saw happen in Chicago over the years, which is there used to be a lot of little places that had a lot of character and those places go away as developers and money and you know kind of it it does take some of the charm out of it it's it's community to me because standing in the line at arnold's is where you talk to the person in front of you you talk to the person behind you and you see people that you know and that's where you catch up it's not seeing them on facebook it's standing in that line at arnold's and seeing hey bob what's going on man hey how you been and and how's your wife and kids like it's that seeing people in your community face to face and breaking bread together. And it, it's places like Arnold's that create community. It's the time that you're there. It feels warm. You see people. You connect with your neighbors. And that brings about kindness. When you see somebody to somebody's face, mm -hmm. and you go, hey, good to see you. How's your wife? It's a friendly thing that makes the rest of your day is a little bit better because you had a warm connection with somebody at a diner. At a place. Yeah. And like, and that's you now going to be gone for everybody in that community. You know who does a really great job of that now that it seems like is here to stay is um, Jim Myers at Elliston Place Soda Shop. You know, that they fortunately redid it and updated it. And, you know. it's a, that That is an amazing 
place and Craig Cliff over there and, and Jim, and I don't know what Jim's doing over there anymore, but that, that was his role. His role yeah. was to create, but it's community. just like, it's such a great place. So they, I think that that's a great example of taking a place that's been classic and, you know, kind of charming for such a long time. And instead of saying, Hey, we're going to tear it down and, you know, build whatever, <laughs> build another Marriott. Um, they redid it, you know, and they updated it and they, they kept it fresh. They sure did. Especially in a neighborhood that needs yeah, that totally. so bad. I totally. mean, I hate that. There's just stuff leaving. That's, Stuff's leaving. Do you know if, um, well, I'm deciding what the name of the places I'm talking about. We're going to talk real quick about insurance. 2023 is right around the corner and you need health insurance. And if you need health insurance, you need to contact my friend, Dan Marr. He's over at Southern Health Insurance. You can email him, dan at southernhealthins.com or give him a call at 832-816-8602. Nothing is more important right now, guys. Going into 2023, having life insurance, having health insurance, dental, vision, these are all things he can set you up with. He's really an amazing guy. He takes multiple people together and lumps you into a group so you get the best value. It is super easy to give him a call and just ask him what his options are. If you own restaurants or if you have multiple restaurants or if you're an individual, he can put a plan together for you today. This is one of those things that you want to start the year off in the right direction. Get bids, but get the bid from Dan over at Southern Health Insurance. This is vital. And if you give Dan a call, you're going to be entered into our contest to get some Preds tickets. You need to do this right now. This is so, so vital. Speaking about insurance, your restaurant needs to be insured also. And that is what Robbins Insurance does. They are the place that, that will make sure that you can sleep well at night. Matthew Clements is just an amazing guy. You probably just heard Matthew on our episode with Brandon's Book Club. And they can completely set you up with everything you need for your restaurant. Make sure you're using somebody local. We're going to talk a lot in this episode about locally owned and operated businesses and how to protect them. You can call Matthew today, 863-409-9372. And again, if you just, all you got to do is call Matthew, get a quote, whatever you want to do, and that will enter you in for our contest also. Four tickets to a Preds game, good seats. We want to send you to a Preds game in style this year. Insurance is vital. It's really something that you you can't put a price tag on, but you need it today. Let's jump back into this episode. Why can't I think of the, the name of the music venue over there? Exident. Exident. Thank you. Are they staying? Is somebody buy that? Is that going to be I a continued thing? I don't know if they're going to keep it a venue or not. I actually, I, I'm sure that the information's out there. I just personally don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, another another thing, like I, that's another part of Nashville I, yeah. on their marquee. It says Nashville Soul is yeah. for sale, and I don't, I, I can't agree more. Like I, I it's kind of like, <sighs> so go, go support the places. He's got a few weeks with Arnold's. One week, just one week. I think they're is open this week, Tuesday through Saturday, and then Get they're over done. There, guys, Get this over is there. the last week for Arnold's Country Kitchen. Bummer. Yeah, hoping we get Khalil and Rose in here to kind of talk about what the memories they've had and that'd be great. I saw my first ever Nashville celebrity. Who? Arnold. Now, it's not a celebrity celebrity, but it's a Nashville like Snooky celebrity. or something. Oh, oh no, that's a real celebrity to me. Uh, uh, Blair Durham. 
Blair Durham uh, of Bart Durham <laughs> family fame. <laughs> so, as you know, when you move to Nashville and you see a Bart Durham commercial, you're like, what am I looking at here? And then I, I saw him at, at Arnold's and I was thrilled. <laughs> Do you know? I've seen him there actually quite a few t- times. I think he's a big regular. You know who I, I got to meet? I, who I, Another, again, I think a Nashville celebrity for me is last night. Okay. Who you got? Dr. Alex Junger? Jahangir. Jahangir. Yeah. You know who he is? I, of course I do. You yes. a fan? Of co- Absolutely. Okay. I am too, right? Yeah. So his daughters were, he's there with his family, and they're they're playing like Battleship. They have like these little, and they're playing, and my kids got the exact same thing for Christmas. So Cute. I walk up, and I start talking to him. Could not be a nicer person. Like, the whole family was like, they were the nicest people I think yeah. I've ever met. And then towards me, I go, are you... I go, I don't, you look like the, are you doctor? And he, and he kind of was like smiled and sheepishly put his head down. His wife was like, oh God, like rolled her eyes. And I was like, are you Dr. Alex Junger? I don't know. And he's like, yes, I am. And I go, oh my gosh. Like I am so impressed by you. Yeah. He's, he's, I have a friend who's a colleague of his and I, I actually, I feel like I crossed paths with him. I did some volunteering with the health department after I got my vaccine because I was I I was able to get a leftover dose. I got vaccinated very early, um, and he was always around um, and just had a, a nice energy. I told him I said, I, I he kind of was like, "Are you one of the people that doesn't like me?" I, I could tell there was like I mean, a, this poor guy bless his heart. Can you imagine the crazy things well, so that like I, I told awful him I said, people have said to him? I said, "No, I used you." as an example of leadership, I go of, of everything I do in these companies and I have 150 employees. I go, you were tasked to be our COVID task force, like the leader you advised our mayor on what to do in March of 2020. Like you led our city through a pandemic when we've never had a pandemic before, like the level of leadership and what you went through, through this, was inspiring. Like, I don't right decisions, wrong. I'm not, that's not what I'm debating right now. Sure. I think the guy was brilliant, but like the ability to do that and step up in that role when called upon. I mean, I was like, dude, you're a hero of mine. Like, and I go, you should write a book. And he goes, I did, I did write a book. And so he wrote a book. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to plug it because I'm going to potentially make this our next Nashville or the Nashville Brandon's book club selection. And, uh, he said he would come on, come in studio with us if we did that. Oh, that's cool. And he would talk about it like with us, like do the whole thing. Um, which I thought was pretty darn cool. It's called hot spot, a doctor's diary from the pandemic. Oh God. And you can get it on, uh, Amazon or they have it. He sent me from Parnassus books. That's awesome. Um, Gave me his contact and said, hey, call me when you do it. Oh, that's so interesting. So, I'd love to chat with him. That's yeah. cool. So I'm going to read the book. It's called Hotspot. Um, Dr. Alex Jahunger. Yeah, Jahunger. I'm going to figure that out. Exactly how to say it the right way. Hotspot, Doctor's Diary from the Pentagon. So all of his notes every day. Oh, that's very interesting. After doing all this stuff, he put it into a book. And I'm like, yes. That's very interesting. So look forward to that after we read Will Godera's Unreasonable Hospitality. And we talk about that. This one will be one that's a local book selection. Local we'll bring, celeb. We'll bring him in. Maybe we'll do Blair Durham's book after that. Does he have a book? No, I just made that up. 
I don't know, maybe. <laughs> How to chase ambulances. <laughs> Have a fast car. Um, so, you know, kind of on the heels of this conversation about Arnold's and, and what's happening in Nashville, you know, I wanted to ask, do you feel like, because I was kind of looking at like, oh, what are the new restaurants that are opening, like the anticipated openings of next year? Do you think there's too many restaurants in Nashville? Is that a stupid question? No. Do you do you th- you don't think that the market's think getting just... saturated? <sighs> and I, a, I'll be honest a... with you, I don't really have a strong opinion on this one way or another. I've always been on the rising tides rises all ships. High tides. Whatever. <laughs> Raise all ships. Rising tides raises all the ships. The high tides, the same thing. Okay. Tides are going up. The ships are raising at the same time. Got it. Got it. Is got that it. The right thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, whatever. I dude. knew what you meant. We whatever, knew what you dude. Meant. Sure. Um, but I think at some point, when you're the it city, people with way deeper pockets can come in. Um, what I am a big fan of through this show is I don't think you can have enough locally owned and operated restaurants. I think that locally owned and operated restaurants are the backbone to community, right? What you do at Nikki's is special. Thanks. You and Tony own your concept. You care about your community. You're doing themes that encourage inclusion and you're, you're, you care. You absolutely care about your neighbors. You're giving back. You do all of the things that are magical when it comes to this industry. What we do at our restaurants is, is I feel like we, we try and do the exact same thing. When you have a company that has a thousand restaurants and they have a corporate office in, you know, Houston with a team of people that are negotiating deals and they buy a really important piece of land and they put some, you know, Applebee's, uh, the, the Walker Hayes, Applebee's <laughs> honky tonk. I don't like that. I don't like big chain restaurants that come in. I I don't like the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, I don't Mm -hmm. like that shit. Don't go to the Cheesecake Factory. Now, wait, hold on. I do have to ask this, though, because... I do love cheese. Not being a native (laughs) Nashvillian, don't you feel like the Cheesecake Factory in Green Hills is kind of an iconic restaurant to Nashville? No. Okay. I don't. I mean, okay. I th- it's, it's, it's an iconic, I mean, it's it's a big restaurant. A lot of people have Isn't eaten there. Isn't there some, okay, I wonder factory. if you know this. It is a factory. I, of It's a cheesecake <laughs> Like No shit, dude. It's um, in the name. Isn't there, okay, so Tony told me this story about, there's this famous story about a former Titans player who back in the day lost his fortune spending exorbitant amounts of money at the cheesecake factory because this is a time Vince Young before maybe it's like a but time before Nashville was popping off and so if you're an athlete here and you have tons of money to spend but there's not like a lot of places high-end places to spend all your money he would just like go to the cheesecake factory every night rolling like 20 deep and like buying bottles and like cheesecakes i don't know i guess i just i I thought it was a hilarious story the most ignorant thing i've ever heard in my entire life i I think it's great i think it's hilarious i I mean look if you're an athlete and you've got money to spend and it's like nashville 20 years ago where are you gonna go i think the palm is iconic okay the palm is a national chain i think is iconic 
in Nashville. Okay. Because it's always been on Broadway and... It's right there. It's where you go before it's, a It's game. a very power meeting place. But okay. when you go there, they make a caricature of you on the wall. Have you been to the Palm? Uh, yes, I have. So there's all the caricatures on right. the wall of local people who go there. Oh, okay. They sure. support the local... I, I feel like they've tapped into the local brand of Nashville mm -hmm. and they're as much of Nashville as anything. Um, I mean, Bricktops for all intents was, was the first location was here in I town. I love Bricktops. I love Bricktops. Jay Alexander's same kind of a thing. But and I also, I feel like when in. I moved to Nashville, people were Jay Alexander's gaga cuckoo. Like everybody's yeah. like, Jay Alexander's, Jay Alexander's. And that's not a brand I've ever lived in a town previous to moving here that had a Jay well, Alexander's. They were, but people were nuts about it. They're they're based here. They started here. Yeah. And I mean, I love Jay Alexander's. Lonnie Stout was the guy. He lives here. Like it, yeah. it's, they cared about the local community. I feel like if there was more grants for people to open restaurants here in town, local people, even if it's a chef who comes here to and moves here and opens his own restaurant, whatever it might be. I don't even care if you're a carpet bagger, right? So you're just coming to town. Well, it's a thing. Sure. Hey, look, Nashville's the hot place. I'm going to come open a restaurant here. But if you're a, a big national brand and you're buying some really big space and you have tons of money, I, I think that that's, yeah. I don't think those are healthy I think that's a money grab because you're taking advantage of a market. So we have a couple of places that I think are going to be really big openings coming next year. And I'll be honest, I personally am excited for them. What do you got? Um, but they are, they would maybe fall into this category that you're describing. One is Pastis from New York is opening in Wedgwood, Houston. They're opening their classic French bistro, which I'm so excited about because honestly, we don't have that like, super, super traditional kind of almost kind of cookie cutter French bistro here. What about once upon a time in France? Oh, that that's a little, that's a little different. I suppose. I guess you're right. That is, but it's still not like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking more in terms of like a Le Diplomat in DC. Like that's the type of restaurant, like before they closed, La Celle was my favorite restaurant in town. I guess okay. I'm thinking for a little more of that, like Fancy French. I think that fills a niche. That, that fills a void. I'm very excited for pasties. That's probably so. I'm okay with that. Okay, so the other That's one a is high end, bringing value to the community. Okay, the other one is Momotaro. Uh, Boca Group out of Chicago is bringing their high end sushi brand Momotaro to Nashville. Mm, I mean that 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 to me falls in the line of you know there's some great sushi restaurants in Nashville. I don't know. I think that takes away from market share. Okay. But I mean, good for us. What about, okay, how do you feel Great. about uh, Land and Sea based out of Chicago? They own Parsons and a bunch of other brands that owns Dicey's in Wedgwood, Houston. I don't have an opinion. Okay. I don't know. I've never I'm been there. Curious. I don't know. I, I, I think I need to go to the place and, yeah. you know, I need to see what they're doing. I mean, there's so many, I think company's intentions and core values and what they're doing and how they're operating and what they're doing for the community. Like I said, it's about the Arnold thing. It's yeah. that standing in line and genuine hospitality. Anybody can come in if you're creating genuine hospitality and it's a, we care about our community and we want to make Nashville better and we want to give back and we want to create, you know, when you think about eighth Avenue up there, like, and you think about what, um, 
the the hot chicken place. Um, Patty Beef's? No, 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 no. Oh. The one that was right next to Arnold's. I'm trying to think of um, Party Fowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Austin. It's a local guy. Did Party Fowl. It was his first location. Like, And they made yeah. that They're- corner... They're moving across the street. Yes. I'm glad they're moving into that space. I think that that's a a huge space that's always maybe struggled to find the right fit, it seems. Well, they, you know, he gives back to the local community. He's the, I've played on his softball league for years, his restaurant softball league. I mean, salt of the earth, great guy. Uh, Nick Jacobs, who's also his partner, who owns 360 Bistro in Belmead. Similar deal. Like, those guys are crushing it. Arnold's like, that little corner, like, that's where community is made. And I... I, I mean, I worked at Flight for many years when I first moved here, so I know that another, corner quite another, well. Jackalope's original location yeah, is right there. Those are amazing local places that okay. I just love. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's go. Do you have a hot take? Is there a place that you feel like is that, like cash grab we don't care we're just coming to nashville brand that you're like that's not it and maybe you're not comfortable calling that out or you don't feel right about that but i i just i have to ask no i think i go back to my interview with carrie bringle where we talked about large hotels and these luxury brands that are coming to town which i know in the the infrastructure for nashville we need those things if we ever want to host a super bowl and there's this natural growth that nashville has to have um, and I think they bring along with them, like we just had dinner at Mimo at Four Seasons the other mm-hmm. day, and Chef Nello came in here, and it was amazing. But that's kind of the thing that's like, I mean, it's... Well, I mean, you know, the Grand Hyatt has Sean Brock as a chef. Um, the Joseph is a very high-end brand. They have the Montuanos who moved from Italy to Nashville and are super invested in, in the community 100%. here. 100%. Like, I love them. Like, and I've talked about Yolan a hundred times on this show because that's, but that, that's a different thing. They want, they wanted to be very intentional with finding people that wanted to invest in the community and create community. I do have a brand. I'm not going to say who, but there is a brand that came to town a few years ago. And I think actually I have two in particular in mind that I think came to town and thought I'm from a larger market. I'm going to sling some food to these dumb Southerners that is food that dumb Southerners like to eat and they are going to just love it. And I, you know, I don't know how that worked out for, for some of them. Before I go ahead and name names of people uh, here in town, I'm about to, I need to tell you about Gordon Food Service. Guys, going into 2023, it is vital, again, on top of insurance, that you have a food company that is taking care of you, that partners with you. And if you're still buying from three different broadliners, you need to stop. You're leaving money on the table. We're going to talk more about locally owned operated restaurants and how much you should be charging. But Gordon Food Service is a company that will help you understand your business, that will work tirelessly to help you succeed. And right now, I think we need that more than ever. Paul Hunter, that's your guy. That's the guy that you need to be calling right now. Let me tell you his number. It's 615-945-6753. He can help navigate through everything that you're working on right now and come up with a custom plan 
to help you succeed in the new year. They have been an amazing sponsor for the show. They're good friends of mine. They live their core values. They're an amazing, amazing company. I want to say a special thank you to them for everything they do for us. Uh, we just appreciate Gordon Food Service so much. If you want to start the new year off with a new Broadline company and really partner with somebody, this is who you need to be talking to. Message me. I can help you with the introductions. But let's get this thing Jonathan going in 2023. Waxman. I thought Jonathan Waxman, when Jonathan Waxman opened Adele's, I thought that was a, that was cool that we had a celebrity chef that wanted to come to town. But I don't, I've never seen that dude here. I've never seen him in anything. I, mean, I saw him at Roberts once, actually. But I'm saying I don't hear about, about him, him being, being part of this community. Yeah. I hear about Tony doing things in town all the time. Chef Max at the convention center came from the Kennedy Center in New York. Mm -hmm. He's doing stuff for the community. And Jonathan Waxman was like, Adele's by Jonathan Waxman. Like, where is he? Mm -hmm. And I, I saw him one time when they first opened, but like, it's a name. I'm going to do a cash grab for Nashville. I'm going to put my name on a restaurant in Nashville. And I'm gonna, and it's part of Red Pebbles Hospitality. And we can, mm. uh, you know, we're we're going to have the CEO of that company come in. And that's 404 Kitchen, Gertie's Bar, and um, Emmy Squared. I mean, that's all, that, that's all a part of it. And I don't know how involved he is or any of that stuff. Another great example of the opposite of that is Shohan's, right? So sure. Manit who's chopped and does all of these things is really invested food in network champion food network champion. But I think she is completely invested in the Absolutely. community. Absolutely. 1 million she's percent. Amazing. I hear, I don't hear about John. I hear about Manit all the time and what she's doing for the community and how she's involved in everything. And she's so, so incredibly supportive of other local operators. She really oh, uses her platform to elevate other people. So in a great like, way. I feel like it's a bit gossipy, but like that's that's one name you want to call out. That's what are we name. here for? <laughs> Aren't we here to gossip? I, you know, I hear people talk about like bourbon steak. I've never been. I have and a terrible the top fear of, of heights. But like that's a cash grab to me. That's I, I a national brand okay. and they put it at the top of the JW Marriott and it's bourbon steak. It's a high-end place to go. Like go eat at Kane Prime. Go eat somewhere that is a locally owned operator. There place. are some places that I do love to go and have that. And I apologize. Maybe it's because I lived in Chicago for a long time and I love Nashville so much. I've been here for over 10 years. This is home for me. But I do occasionally have that feeling of like, I want that experience where I'm like, oh, wow, this doesn't feel like Nashville. It feels like New York. It feels like Chicago, something like that. Tony and I really like to go to Carne Mare and sit at the bar and have a drink and a bite, you know, and that is one of those kind of, you know, it's, you know, Andrew Carmelini is the kind of figurehead chef behind it. I genuinely have no idea how much he's either there or not there. I just, I, I don't know. Um, but I think it's a great restaurant and we love to go and really feel fancy and restoration hardware. I love to go to lunch at Rust. That's actually on Tony's birthday. We went and had lunch at Restoration Hardware because I just, I like to feel fancy sometimes. There, that's, I love it. That's a thing. Yeah. And where else do you sit on like $3,000 couches while you eat lunch? I, yeah, certainly not in my house. <laughs> so is it more about the escape for you? I think so. Yeah. I just like that. Um, yes. I Maybe it is. I guess I've never thought about that way, but maybe it is about the escape. I want to feel like I'm away from Nashville where I'm working all the time for a couple of hours. I completely understand that. You know, I would, I almost like, I want to create a list 
that's like you know in our cocktail menu at Maribel we have like these seven classic cocktails and it's like the cosmopolitan the manhattan the old-fashioned the margarita and then it's there's like an arrow that draws a side that's like if you like this you'd also like this do you know what that's i mean cool. like i try the and yeah it's a little different than what you're used to but it's a it's a stepping stone for people to step outside of their comfort zone we should make i want to make like a list that's like if you like restoration hardware you'd love the piece or you'd love oh, that's a good idea and like these are the big chain restaurants and then if you like these chain restaurants try this local equivalent that might make you feel the same way but you're supporting a local company where people own homes here in town and are supporting the community and have okay. kids that go to local schools. I love this idea. I think we should do like a, um, why don't we do like a top five countdown? All right. I'm in. Uh, for like the next episode of the roundup. All right. And you and I will each take a few and we'll say, here's my pick for if, if you, you like, like this. the cheesecake factory. <laughs> Go to Amerigo or, you know, we'll find totally. a, a big, big cavernous restaurant that's owned by a local yeah. somehow. I don't know. Well, okay. So with, with so many restaurants here in town this year and, and more coming next year, what, what's the place that opened this year that you did not get a chance to go to that you wanted to check out? would have to see a list. Okay. Nothing. Um, off the top of your head. For for me, it is actually another import. I'm sorry to say. It's okay. But I did not get a chance yet to go to Halls um, on yeah. West End. And even though it it's an import from Charleston, I know that many members of the Hall family who run the business have moved here to Nashville. And I absolutely love Halls in Charleston. The, the guy who owns it is at the door shaking hands, handing out Prosecco, greeting every guest. I mean, just over-the-top phenomenal yeah. hospitality. The food is delicious. The vibes are just like, it's. I, I think it's one of the best steakhouses in the world. It's, it's amazing. So I'm really dying to check out the one here. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I would have to say the Continental for me. You gotta go. I know. It's I so great. I want to do like the late night burger thing or the yeah. prime. What is it like a? They do like a prime rib prime sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, like I want to do. I want to do that, but I did Audrey, and I did you know a lot of the. I, I went to I think most of the places that I really wanted. That you to wanted go. to go. I will tell you that my best meal of the year, okay. probably most surprising. And I don't. I don't want to say that because I don't think that's the fair thing to say. We randomly went to Lyra in East Nashville, the uh, Herant, and um, I can't think of his wife's name right now, but uh, they, that meal was, was, was so out of this world. Nice. Good, great, grand, hospitable, beautiful, wonderful, like that meal at Lyra, like I dream of it. Like it was so good. Oh, I love that. I, you know who I've been feeling that way about. So here's a place that I didn't think I was going to get to try this year, but two weeks ago I got it in under the wire on a whim. Is East Side Foe? Oh. And I am absolutely obsessed. I cannot quit thinking about it. Really? I. Oh my god. I do it that at East Side Bon Me. So good. Listen, I love East Side Bon Me. I've been there many times. I just. I was in the mood for a curry and they at Eastside Fa have a yellow curry with like the fat rice noodles. 
I cannot quit thinking about this curry. I am so obsessed with it. They also have these little, um, they're not shumai, but they're similar to like a shumai dumpling that has like a chili crisp with shrimp and pork. And uh, it's it's definitely in the vein of Eastside Bami, but, I think, but I think different enough. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. When we're done here, I'm going to go oh, to so the jealous. wash and I'm going to order that. I'm, and I'm so jealous. Going to, I'm going to take it home to my wife and surprise her. And be like, hey, look, I got. I went to Eastside. That's so nice. Caroline, you have inspired. I, Do you want to bring me some? Yeah, to you can come with me if you want. <laughs> I think that my I, my favorite restaurant of the year, I think I'm going to have to say, is probably Eastside Bun Me. Nice. Well, and actually, I I've was eaten gonna, there the most, I think. I was going to ask you, too, where do you think you ate the most this year? And my guess was that was going to be it for you. That's it. Uh, you know what? They're... Chad and Gracie are amazing. Um, Emma, you walk in, just the whole team there, you walk in and they're just, there's a good energy in that building Mm -hmm. and it just makes me feel warm and happy. And then when you eat the food, it's like the, there's like this moment that is just so damn good. And they put the fried egg bun me on the menu, which is my favorite one. Nice. Have right. you been yet to, um, is it Xiaobao Bistro? No. What it's called? I haven't either. I'm dying to go there. No, I have not. It looks incredible. We went to um, an opening for the Gully Boys. Oh, we did. I, did. I thought that was great. It was really neat. I would neat love concept. to have those guys in here too. We're going to. We are. We're going to have them Sweet. in here. Brandon does all the scheduling around here. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job of it. I'm excited. I'm, I've, been, I've missed this. So bad, by the way. Just just rapping, just you know, I chatting it out. It's good to take a break. It's good to step back. Yeah. Every once in a while in the month of December, we kind of step back. We talked about our advertisers. We've done this contest, which, by the way, we're still doing the contest. If you are out there and you contacting different advertisers, if you call them, get a demo, whatever you want to learn about them, you'll be entered in our contest. We're giving away six tickets to a Preds game, a four ticket pack, and a two ticket pack, and um. Just lots of fun stuff. We'll be drawing that uh, January 15th. Ooh, exciting. Yes. Going into that, I think the Monday the 16th, we'll announce the winner. And um, yeah, I've, I think I've just, this is therapy for me. Mm. I was talking to Steven the other day who owns our restaurants and I said, I think the podcast is my therapy because I have been missing it and I feel lost and I've, I've just been so busy and it's been great to reconnect in the restaurants. I've been in the restaurants so much and it's been so fun same but i almost there's like this when i get in this studio and we start talking or we bring a guest in and i hear their perspectives i'm able to like synergize with them and go oh i'm not crazy because i'm thinking about these ideas and you 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 kind of say hey guys what do you think about this And it's like no that's dumb that's change and nobody likes change (laughs) and you're trying to lead people through stuff you talk to the leaders i think it's really been healthy for me to have these conversations. It's good to get those thoughts out. It's a, it's a nice outlet. It really is. And I've missed this. I miss just sitting in a studio and talking. Just shooting the breeze. Yeah. I, my wife. Our hot, hot takes. My <laughs> wife told me the other day, she goes, I really enjoy listening to the podcast. She's like, you know what's amazing to me? How engaged you are. Because I'm all ADD like crazy. Well, you know what, Brandon? I will actually give you that same feedback because that is something that 
I, I think it is so true about you. There's something that happens when you turn, when you hit that record button, you, something changes with you because to like have a conversation with you off the air is, it is a little like different, um, like there's a different cadence to it. There's a different rhythm to it, but I don't know. So you could just get like hyper-focused when. Well, I like it because you, well, you get these headphones on and you get a microphone you're in a quiet room lights on you and i can hear my own voice i can't hear it blocks out it's like a horse with it's blinders like, yeah, on it's you know like, I, I think sometimes it's like you ha- like there's too many distractions for you outside of recording it is there's right a, and that's what i'm saying this is therapy like i need sometimes to just stop and go what about me? am i the same on the air and off the air no i don't no? think you are i <laughs> am i the same way i'm less all over the place I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you the difference. Mm. I think that, um, I, I well, we have a focused conversation. We can true. jump when we talk outside of here, we talk for an hour and a half cause we talk about 42 different things. We're both completely ADD. We started this conversation with what new restaurants you, did you not get to go to? And here we are 20 minutes later talking about who knows what are we even talking about? Right that's now? it. That's, that's what this, <laughs> that's what this, this show does. Sorry to all the listeners out there who are like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, that's the roundup yeah. for you. Let's move on to our next topic. Do you have another topic? I do. I, I, so I have a question for you. Okay, good. I like these. Do you respond to Google and Yelp reviews like as the like manager, owner, whatever response? No. Never. I don't. Do, oh, okay. Does someone in yes. your organization? We reply to every single review, good or bad, good, bad, or ugly. Okay. I think it's important if somebody's taking the time to go and give you feedback about your business, I think it's important to let them know that you saw it. Sure. And that you appreciate it. So I used to never. Okay. Well, actually, that's not true. When we first opened, I used to respond to any negative ones. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would just do the, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 you know, this and that. Then I got to a point where I was like, I'm not responding to any reviews because if somebody, unless it was just like something crazy egregious, like sure. there was a, a rat on my plate, which, you know, of course that never happened. But um, I just quit responding because I'm like, it's too much negativity. It like stresses me out too much and I don't really care. And if somebody thinks that they're an amateur food critic and they need to, you know, whatever, I'm just, I need to let that go out of my life. So I agree with that statement. Just recently, within the last couple of weeks, I have decided that my new thing for the new year is I am going to respond to every single Google review. I'm not responding to Yelp reviews. Why? It's too much work. I've got too much to do. But <laughs> I just, I don't, I've just got too much to do. Is this an, an I think that the bigger story here is this is an anti-Yelp thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's not an anti-Yelp thing. Um, I just... Is it easier to reply to Google reviews? It's easier to reply to Google reviews because I get emailed every time we get one. I don't like Yelp reviews. I have to log on and I have to search for them and the whole thing. And we also get way more Google reviews than Yelp reviews. So, and I feel like that's really more of a go-to for people nowadays Mm -hmm. than Yelp. Um, So I've decided that I'm responding to every Google review. How's that going? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm been I mean, drinking a lot. <laughs> I no, I like to respond. I like to respond to the nice ones, of course. So thank you so much. We love you being a great customer. It's like a very feel good thing. I've also gotten a couple of really nice ones that like 
called out specific team members for doing a great job, which I love. Love the shout outs. I've gotten a couple that, okay, I got one in particular. Oh, let's go. Can we talk about it? Yes. Can you read it? Yeah. I let somebody have it. Did you? I kind of did. Oh, Caroline. And I texted a few friends and I was like, should I respond to this? Should I just let it go? And Let's I, break it down right I now. I just Can we break couldn't it down together? help myself. I had, I just, uh, I had to respond to it. Okay, hold on. Let me find I am it. I'm so excited right now. Are you really? Yeah. So I don't, I try not to read the reviews. Um, if there's like a really bad egregious one, then I, I do. I, over Thanksgiving, I wanted to read the feedback based upon our, our dinner we had at um, Maribel because it was pricey and, you know, it was just a whole thing. I wanted to just kind of get feedback. I wanted to see what the general public was thinking about it. But we have a, um, a company that works directly with us. Uh-huh. Um, it's, a, it's a Christine Miles is her is the marketing company. Her name's her name is Christine Miles. And she used to be the vice president of marketing for J. Alexander's. Nice. For twenty four years. And they uh when they J. Alexander's got bought, they let the entire executive leadership team go and she started her own thing. And she worked with Core and now she works with us. And she is, first of all, an amazing human being. And second of all, she is awesome. But she goes through in every single review. We want, if somebody's taking the time to go online and make a review, we want them to get a, hey, thanks sure. for the five stars. Or so happy you enjoyed your and time. And listen, from day one, I've never been that person who's like, well, if somebody didn't like it, then that's their problem. And, you know, they're stupid and they don't know what they're talking about and this and that. It's I, a grind, I, listen, though. It is, if somebody is coming into my business and they didn't have a great experience, that is my customer. Whether I agree or disagree with them, that's my customer. And I'd be a fool if I didn't take their feedback into account. If I didn't take some piece of what they said and listen to it and try to grow from it. I just, it it is too much of a grind. Because here's the thing I say, I'm saying, well, I'm going to respond to every review. Well, in addition to responding to every review, I also have like, 8,000 emails in my inbox and you know my manager texted me hey here's the thing that we need for service tonight and then Tony is asking me to don't forget to do this in the you know what I mean I just I have too many things to do is really what it is you know you know where reviews got fucked up is when Yelp put underneath the review that you could like the review yes found it useful or okay or when you found it funny I have a big story about that that I am going to save for another time. Okay. But we're going to put a pin in that because I have a big story about Yelp and their algorithm and review like When they started, when they started the idea that your review can be funny, then it becomes Useful. then it becomes an entertainment medium. Because now people go, "Ooh, I want that dopamine hit with it. People think that my review is funny." And now I make fun of it because we do the reviews, you know, have people reading one-star reviews that are just terrible. Okay, wait, this is a total sidebar, but when I first moved to Nashville, there was a guy who pretended to be Sammy Kershaw that wrote Yelp reviews of local businesses. Do you know about this? No. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. But that's what I'm talking about is people's dreams. It's you and Tony who are a married couple who put your very real money on betting, putting all your chips into this thing, and you're out there every day hustling. You carry doing all things. For somebody to go on there and to satirize it is one thing, 
but to make a review where they like the Walmart, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where somebody's <laughs> going, they're going, your charcuterie board, I could have, you know, done so much better with my with at Walmart with this and this. Like that stuff is not needed. And then saying the baked waiter was this and this, like that's somebody who's clearly just just I'm here to be a disruptor. Yeah. And I'm being an asshole. Yeah. And that's where I draws like I think there's a need for this. I think there's a, a need for reviews for the general public because there's some really good stuff that can be put out there. It's just not managed and it gets out of control. Right. Okay, so let's go to your Google review. Okay. We'll put a pin in the Yelp thing. I'm trying to get the All Yelp. Right, well, I've been trying I'm, to get the Yelp community manager to come on this show for three years. Now I'm starting to second. Yes and now it's no. Now I'm starting to second guess if I should read this or not. And And let me tell you the reason why is because here's the thing. You are always very kind in in the way that you speak about my restaurant and about Tony and myself and and you know saying that that we're engaged in the community and and that's true we are very engaged in the community but that's not something that we do because I want to shine a light on it or because I want to pat on the back for it or because I want to humble brag or, or anything like that. Totally I understand. really feel very strongly about doing nice things for people that no one ever knows about. That's something that's very, always been very important to me. I don't want to do something so somebody knows that I did something. You, you guys have what, amazing hearts. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, thank you. I, I know I, that. I appreciate it, but that's not. Why? And I it, want it to come from a genuine place where, you know, I do it just to be nice, not because I need somebody else to know about it to feed my ego. And I, so I don't. That's why I talk about it. So, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Because I see I, it's apparent to me. I don't want my response to this review. It's out there, right? Yeah. Anybody can read it? Anybody can read it. But now I'm like really putting a spotlight on it. Too. Well, let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right. So someone came in and said dinner for one, including a pizza, a beer, and a shot cost $52 with tip. A pizza, a beer, and a shot. Mm -hmm. So they're lonely. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. I'm, okay. I'm just talking shit. I'm, I'm just, start, now I'm starting to second guess this. Come on. I feel like on, I'm putting on. somebody on blast. And maybe well, that's they put not you a on nice blast. thing Let's go. to do. All right. Um, they said, which, I, listen, $52, that, that's not a price that's accessible for everyone. I, I get that. That's fine. While we are in the middle of this review, I'm going to tell you about Super Source. Jason Ellis has been a sponsor of the show since almost day one. And this guy is not only a sponsor, he's a friend of mine and he is a partner with us in both of our restaurants and he's doing amazing things. Jason Ellis from Supersource, if you're a dish machine and chemical company, if you don't know who the person is that you need to talk to over there at your personal company, you need to call Jason. His number is 770-337-1143 and he will come in and do an audit of everything that you're doing. Let you know if you've got a good deal, let you know if your yeah, if your gauges on your machines are set too high, we're using too many chemicals. He wants to do the right thing, whether he works with you or not. And that is the true test of somebody who wants to help your business succeed. We're going into crazy times and in 2023, you need to be working with people that care about your business. That is what Supersource does. He's an amazing guy and uh, we are honored to call him a sponsor. Also today, we wanna to talk about Sharpie's Bakery. If you've always wanted to buy fresh bread and you've wanted to have a fresh bread program, today's your day. Aaron Moso over at Sharpie's Bakery is delivering six days. We've been doing it for 37 years. 
They're a locally owned and operated bakery. She took it over from her father when he passed away, and she's doing a heck of a job. She's an amazing person who supports our locally owned and operated restaurant community, and she can help you put together a first-class bread program. Stop buying frozen bread. Start using fresh bread delivered daily. I use it at both my restaurants. We love them. They're the best. Give her a call. 615-319-6453 is Sharpie's Bakery. We've had but this, I also we've had don't this think conversation. It's crazy. We've had this conversation. Okay. This person said the impression I'm getting is that their goal is to take as much from the community around them of people moving to Nashville as possible. I can imagine the argument would be that the pizza ought to serve two people, but for a flat pizza, that's simply not feasible. I would recommend spending your some money somewhere where they aren't robbing you. So the phrase that was really the tipping point for me of being like, I can't let this go, is that this person said, the impression I'm getting is that their goal is to take as much from the community around them as possible. And I'm just like, I just couldn't take it. I don't blame you because that's not your goal. So I wrote a lengthy response. Oh, I can't wait. Come on. Oh, man. Are you sure you really want to hear this? Is I this do. Okay. I want it. And right. every single person in their car or on a walk right now is like, fucking do it. Okay. I said, hello. I'm sorry to hear that Nikki's wasn't a good fit for you. I can certainly appreciate if our price didn't feel like a good value. I am not sure, however, what gave you the impression that there, our goal is to take from our community. If you took the time to learn a little bit about our business and our history in our community, you would find that quite the opposite is true, and I find that assessment quite unfair and insulting. We price our menu first and foremost to ensure that we are able to stay in business. We are a mom and pop, and we don't have the resources some larger businesses do that allow them to be more value-driven. Besides the astronomical price increase of wholesale goods over the last year, all of our employees are paid a living wage and have access to a health care plan and paid time off, and that also goes into our prices. One of our core values is not just to be a business, but a member of our community. We are actively engaged in our community on a regular basis, and while we don't necessarily like to shine a spotlight on the ways we work behind the scenes, I'd like to highlight a few of those for you. I'm not going to read this whole part, but I kind of go into a greatest hits of recent years of some nice things that I think we have done for our community. Um, and then I end it by saying not everyone will enjoy our restaurant and that is fine. Such is life. And we are lucky to be a part of Nashville's vibrant community of restaurants that offer options for everyone. Thank you for giving us a try. And we hope your next dining experience is a more positive one. <laughs> so there you go. You get the round I of applause. Just, I, why does that get under my skin so much? Why did that rub me the why can't I let why can't I let everything go? But I can't let go that this person was like that my goal my impression is that their goal is to take as much from the community around them as possible. I'm just like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I I think more people need to be as brave as you uh, and 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 charge the appropriate amount. Well, no, it's not a bravery. It's a survival. Well, got to stay in business. So many people are afraid to get that review. Oh, they're afraid to get. The I'm afraid. I'm afraid to close. I need to charge more. <laughs> so I mean, that's the thing. So many people are afraid to actually charge the amount that you need to charge to stay in business. 
Yeah. They're afraid that people are going to leave reviews like that. They're going to accuse them of robbing their neighborhoods. But I also don't feel like for a whole pizza, a beer, a shot, and a tip. Then what are you shooting? $52. I got McAllen. I got I got Whistle Pig, the 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 boss hog. It's like $100 an ounce. Oh. Well, I don't have that. But I feel like but an I'm average like, shot with us is probably like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. I got to buy. I got a guy who bought a $354 four-ounce glass of whiskey the other day Jeez, it's all relative right it's all relative i don't know what you're shooting uh, you could say a shot like was it a shot of jack was it a shot of woodford was it a shot of pappy i don't know what you ordered i don't know what beers are beers are eight to ten bucks yeah. a pizza is 20 30 but like I, look it's a craft pizza with craft ingredients in a prime location fuck you and listen i'm I mean, also not that person though that like think that and I think that this goes both ways I think that something we have to understand as operators but also something people should think about when they're leaving a review for a place is the realization that just not every place is going to be for you you know there's some restaurants in town that people absolutely love I don't get it I don't think it's so great but I also am not going to rag on that place because I don't like it because obviously a lot of people really love it. It's just not for me. And that's okay. Everybody it's has their okay own okay for something to not be for you. But the, I'll bet you if you looked at, I would love to look at this guy's profile and see where else he has loved. Like, but that dude loves the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that guy loves the Cheesecake Factory. And he's like, oh, their cheesecake is the best. I love supporting them. Like, stop. Spend the money well, at a place like Nikki's. this person wrote a five-star review of Punk Walk. So, you know, they do like local restaurants. I don't know. Maybe they were just having a bad day. What, whatever. Let's, well, I'm going to I'm gonna move on to a new topic. Now I'm feeling self-conscious about bringing this up. Hey, listen, don't. Here's the thing. There's uh, Lyle Richardson, right? He's the, the COO of A Marshall Hospital. We're going to talk to him in two weeks. You're going to hear an interview that we did with him. One of his hypotheses is that there's going to be a bunch of restaurants that close. Yes, that's Remember right. Him say this? He I said, do. And it was more in a reference to the job market. Well, no, that, I think what he was talking about was he was saying, you know, there's a lot of businesses that got money, relief money during the pandemic and have been running off of that money. But now that money's running out and- a lot of people are stuck saying, we're out of money, now what? We're out of money, now what? It's not because the business isn't there. It's because they're not charging enough. Because they're, and, and there's, there's- So you think that places are still, they're running out of money because they're still charging their like 2020 prices? I think there's a, it is difficult to have the, this is a business, okay? So many people get into this business because they love people and they have a spirit of service and they want to have hospitality and that is great. But you also have to be able to run a business. It's the dark side of this thing nobody wants to talk about. And semolina isn't cheap and we're importing stuff from Italy and you have an Italian restaurant and no prices are going down. Rent is going up in Nashville and people are upset. You get people write reviews like this where they say, $52, this is you're robbing the community, which elicited a like a visceral reaction in you. And there are people out there who cannot handle that. They have regulars who come in that love dining with them, 
that it's hard to explain to them that, hey, look, I got to raise your prices 50% or 25% right now because I'm, I have to pay my employees more. And it's not a, I have to employ, but that's the job market. I have to be competitive. And to be competitive, I'm competing against these companies coming in from Chicago that have millions of dollars who can lose money for their first three years if it puts me out of business. That increases their market share. That's what, that's what I'm talking about earlier today. That's what I'm talking about earlier today. Like we have to be supporting the restaurants that are the local restaurants and those restaurant tours need to be doing theoreticals on their food cost and they need to be negotiating better deals on their food because everybody's out there trying to stay afloat. And what Lyle's saying was there's going to be a different job market because when these restaurants close, all those employees are going to flood the market and we're, it's going to be an employer's market versus an employee's market real soon. And my thing is, that's fucked up because we need these mom and pops to stay around and mom and pops don't have the wherewithal or the stomach to take those kind of reviews. So they lower their prices mm. because that's their idea is well, we'll keep our people happy, but their business is going to close because it's, they can't it's do so, that. It is such a delicate kind of tightrope to walk. It is very nerve wracking to say, I don't know. I feel like you just almost have to take that leap sometimes. Like we are, um, since 2020, we've been doing $10 Tuesday. It's kind of one of the things we're probably known best for is our $10 Tuesday. All pizzas are $10 every Tuesday. I know. I love it. I got that a few times during the pandemic when you brought it back. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I'm sorry to say. It's got to go. $10 Tuesday is no more. It is now. $20 Tuesday. <laughs> no, it's not $20. <laughs> but we have we are moving into $15 Tuesday. And we ran the numbers and we, I want so badly to keep $10 Tuesday. I love it. It makes me so happy. I want everybody to have $10 pizzas. But here's the thing. If I keep selling $10 Tuesday pizzas, there There's won't be any be a, pizzas. Be There's no not going to be Tuesday. So we have to go to $15 Tuesday. And it is, I've, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to about this because it is, oh my gosh, do you think people are still going to come out? Will we still, are people going to be mad? You know, are we going to get bad reviews? What's going to happen? And it's- You can't let that drive your business. We'll, I'll, I'll come, I'll tell you on the next roundup how it's going because we haven't actually, well, it'll, you, it'll start week after next. I but. think it's important you read that review. I think it's important you read because that opened lines of this conversation that you need to be charging more. You're going to get pushback. Can I talk about Dr. Alex- Jahangir earlier, mm -hmm. like the dude went out there and said what he had to say because he felt like it was the best for the city. No matter what people yelled at him, for, like, that's leadership. That's business. That's what you do. You can still create value through hospitality and the quality of your food you're doing. You don't have to just buy cheaper product, but like you have to raise your prices, folks. Mm -hmm. And you have to create, go, go out to eat at these other restaurants. Or if you, if you are in this industry or not, and you go out to eat. Don't accept free shit. Stop going in places and expecting a bartender. And this is going to be a hot take and it's not going to, this kind of goes against the hospitality thing. But if you go to a locally owned operated restaurant and the bartender gives you a drink, like, hey, dude, put that back on my bill. Like, I'm not, like, I need you to be around. I want the local bar that's in my neighborhood to be here. Stop giving me free drinks. Uh, we did this event at Maribel the other day and uh, we have some, I invited a bunch of people to come and I said, this is our new lounge. You got to check it out. It's all on me tonight. And I had 
a couple of people, one of the girls who's um, hosting the show Broads on Broadway here, and her name's Lila. She's amazing. But I came in and I said, guys, enjoy. She goes, I don't want anything for free. And I said, well, I understand, but this is a promo event. Like, we're doing this. It's okay. And she's like, if it's okay, I'd just rather pay. I don't want, like, I'll take free stuff from Cheesecake Factory, but I'm not going to take. Which will never give you a free thing. Which will never give you a free thing. <laughs> right? She goes, but I'm not going to take anything free from you. I insist on paying. And there's just a side of that that's like so massively respectful. Like, and they like, no, really, we're, we're willing to do this. And I'm not saying it has to be that. And, and listen, it's okay. But like, we've got to be supporting each other. We I have really, to go in and pay for things. And yeah, no, I have I agree. these conversations we're having right now. I, I really learned that from a good friend of mine. Don Knarr, who owns a um, contracting and remediation business called Blue Chip. They're great if your house flooded from the <laughs> from the ice storm column. Um, but Don owns his own business and has for many years. And when Tony and I first started doing our pop-ups, you know, he's our good friend. He's very supportive. He'd come in and we'd always try and hook him up. And he was adamant. He said, you have to charge me. You always have to charge me. Because he had been in business for himself for a long time and he knew and he got it. He's like, I, I want to support you guys. And he is to this day, one of our biggest supporters and, and a wonderful friend. But, you know, that is something that always clicked with me. I'm like, oh, here's somebody who's my really good friend. And instead of them saying, thank you for hooking me up, they are insisting on paying. That's it. So a guy coming in, going to Google and making a review about how $52 for a beer, a shot and a pizza and a tip. And a tip is, I don't think that's that much. is included. Like, that's ridiculous, and you're robbing the community. You know, sir, respectively, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> I I'm sorry. didn't say there's it. A, but there's a side of that that's like, hey, man, just choose to go somewhere different if that's not in your price range. And I range. do understand that our prices are not accessible okay. to everyone. And that is part of what's been a hard decision for me to change $10 Tuesday because I do have people who come in on t $10 Tuesday, and they're like, we love it here. Unfortunately, we can't afford to dine here on any night other than Tuesday, but we love supporting you guys. And I don't, I don't want to alienate that customer. And I hope that we get to a time where I can lower my prices at some point. But, but there's inflation and we went through a, I'm a just not global there. pandemic and we, we want to, we want to pay our people a really good wage and yeah. we want, we, we want to be able to keep our lights on at our home. And if I charge you $10 for a pizza, I won't be able to continue doing that. And then yeah. there will be no restaurant. So people would choose you to have no restaurant and they get the better deal. Okay. Like maybe you need to go dine somewhere different that has, that has 175 restaurants that negotiate a deal to have their pizza dough made in Skokie, Illinois, and then it's shipped in frozen and they put a <laughs> disc on a, in a pan and they make it. And then that's what you can afford. We're making our dough fresh every day. We're rolling it out in front of you. It's going in a coal-fired oven. Coal ain't free. Like the oh way in which- Oh my gosh, our coal price has almost doubled over the last year. We're making a scratch product with high quality ingredients that you can't get anywhere else. The there, price of flour is also There's a value doubled. in that. And you have to charge for that. And the fact that somebody leaving you, like my whole thing is do it. More restaurants. If you're out there and you're wondering, like, God, he's speaking to me, do it. Go raise your in the new year, raise your damn prices. You need to raise your prices. The more restaurants right now that raise their prices, 
you don't go into Kroger and complain about the milk costs. Do you think Kroger gives a shit? Right. That's what milk costs do it. Like that's, there's a market here for all this stuff. The restaurant industry is the only place that prints a menu for like six weeks or a year and doesn't change their prices. Meat, the price of meat changes every single day. And our vendors changes their, the vendors, our change, vendors prices change prices all the time. Weekly. It's so like, I, I, I'm so adamant against like printing like a really expensive menu because you've like we print our menu at Maribel every day. And based upon how prices are, I change our menu prices twice a week sometimes. Like I I ride the markets with how much my meat costs because I buy a premium upper two-thirds choice CAB meat. And that price changes every day based upon the market, based upon what season we're in. Where we're like, I can't have a menu that says my filet is I can put market price on it, but I have the price written out on there. But I print it and there's a cost associated in the menu and trees and all that stuff but like trees <laughs> well i mean i i but like that's a no, real I thing but i would really rather i capture the market increases because i have this is what my margin needs to be to stay afloat that's running a business i have to do that yeah and i've trained my chef that when you we run i've run productivity like reports that show profitability reports on every single delivery i get it puts in every invoice and it gives a little red arrow a green arrow when prices spike then he goes and adjusts the menu prices accordingly. Like that's how you do it. That's how you stay in business. And sometimes the price is going to be higher than people typically want to pay. It's more than I want to pay. I'd love to pay $9 a pound for prime meat and charge you $24. Hell yeah. I'd love to do that, but that's not the way the world works. Unfortunately. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. I no, get, I mean... I get excited I, well, about this stuff. You know what's interesting, too? We we kind of had a variety of things to talk about today, but I feel like starting with the news of Arnold's closing and kind of threading our way to this top, topic, is it's kind of all on the same line there. You know, that discussion of supporting local businesses and, you know, things changing. And certainly Arnold's is not closing due to lack of support, but it, you know, it's kind of in that same neighborhood of topics of, you know, things just changing and evolving and, you know, not being the way that they've always been. This is our last break of the entire episode. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the roundup. I want to talk to you today about Corson Fire and Security. These guys are amazing. Again, People that I use at both of my restaurants, they're amazing people. Kevin Rose is the guy that you need to call. He needs to be your guy when it comes to fire and safety. He will come in and do complete um, staff education. So teach your staff how to use the appropriate equipment that you have in your building. And he'll make sure that you are completely up to code and he'll move very quickly. You want to have this guy's number in your Rolodex because the second that you need it, you don't want to have to call somebody and have to hit number one. And number two, you want to talk to a person. His number is 615-974-2932. Whether it's inspections, your hood suppression systems, fire extinguishers, security monitoring, whatever it might be, Corson is the company that you need. You need a guy. You need a guy for that. And if you don't know who you're currently using, you have to go right now and look at your fire extinguisher to see what that company is. That's your first indicator that you need to be working with somebody who you know who they are and you have a relationship with. That's what Corson will do. That's what Kevin does. He's the restaurant specialist over at Corson. He's an amazing guy, and I highly recommend you give him a call to start this new year off. Hey, and also, we're going to the new year. What are we talking about? We're talking about taxes. 
We're talking about taxes. We're talking about payroll. We're talking about accounting systems. That is why you need net checks. Guys, they are so important. We just we just love them. They are doing amazing things. You need to call Lauren Domain. She is at 615-319-9200. If you're not happy with your payroll system and you need a company that's going to provide a value that's also going to be really, really good, they're doing some amazing things over there. You just heard them in an episode. Her and Anna came in and did a full episode with us. Super excited to talk about net checks in 2023. Give Lauren a call and start your 2023 off. Also, any of these sponsors, you call and just ask them for a bid, ask them for a demo, call them, tell them that you heard them on Nashville Restaurant Radio. You will immediately be entered into our drawing for the Preds tickets. We are going to be giving away two sets of Preds tickets to some. All you have to do is just call one of the sponsors. And if you call all of the sponsors, I'll give you 100 bucks cash. So that is our contest going through January the 15th. We thank you so much for all of your support changing community yeah and i'm a fan of nashville and not just old nashville i love growth i think growth is is great for our city i love being able to go to a professional hockey game i love being able to, to go to i mean dallas cowboys are in town on thursday night nationally televised football game like i could have gone it's 20 minutes from my front door mm-hmm. how cool is that experience i can go to my local team like i mean tonight this is the largest new year's eve celebration in the nation we've taken over New Times York, Square. Times Square. I mean, that's incredible Will for our city. Will you be downtown this evening, Brandon? <laughs> <You stop laughs> to watch it. the note drop? Uh, no, we. Uh, I will be at Maribel. All we do a prefix five course meal tonight. Oh, and you've got. Oh my God, I don't know why it did not occur to me until this moment that you have to work New Year's Eve service tonight. Yeah, well, I don't have to, but I want well, to. I mean. It's this be is a, a fun busy night. night. Yeah, I, I listen. A busy restaurant to me is that's a dream. Oh, spot. I love it. I, I love. We are kind of the opposite. We're like a lot of restaurants. I think like ramp up to New Year's Eve. We have been ramping down beyond bonkers the entire month. So by the time we get to New Year's Eve, we're like it is our our New Year's Eve is literally called No Plans New Year's. <laughs> And we say, if you have nothing to do and you want to keep it low key, we are open for regular dinner service and takeout. Come over in your baseball hat, eat a pizza, go home and fall asleep before the music note drops. That's the Green Hills Grill. <laughs> Our reservations end at 8, 8 p.m. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's we're in Brentwood. We're sure. in Maryland Farms. Yeah. We're in an office park. But the house yeah. is this big, fantastic house. It's still decorated and all the Christmas decor. And so we do a five-course prefix meal. We're the place you go for the fancy dinner before you go where you're going to spend New Year's. So we're really busy from like four to eight. Nice. That's you know, it. even when we used to do like a New Year's Eve thing, we would always, people would always be gone by like 10. Yeah. I mean, our Because people want to ring in the New Year somewhere else. They, nobody we get people team, like coming in before they go downtown. Nobody on our team will ring the New Year in at the restaurant. Mm. Tony asked me this morning, he said, will we be up at midnight? And I said, my God, I hope not. Yeah, we we changed the clocks. We used to change the clocks for our kids at like Aww. 8 o'clock. And we would like play like a countdown on the TV. And be like, That's it's midnight cute. at like 8.30. And they'd be like, yeah, it's New Year. And they're like, all right, go to bed. That's cute. And then we would watch you know, whatever the Nashville thing is on TV. Sure. But I watch, I'm with the kids, I'm with the wife. Every Mostly everybody's asleep at midnight. And I bear, I, I always make it because I just, it's just, I like to. I can't tell you the last time I was awake to like see to a New Year it. wrong end. And tonight will be no exception. <laughs> so. 
I, I don't know. I like New Year. I think it's a good reset button. And I, I, I know. Oh, I do too. There's a lot of people out there who subscribe to the, if you're waiting for New Year to hit the reset button, like just do it now. You'd be happier. And I get that. But here we are. There's something energetically about. January 1st. Like, let's yeah. go. Do you, here's my question. Do you have resolutions? No, I really don't. I've never been a New Year's resolution person. Um, and I think also for me, I never do like the January stuff that everybody does, like the January diet or dry January or anything like that, because I work so much in December that I actually like it's my, your time to like be gluttonous a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> it really is. It's my time to be like, oh, I'm going to relax and I'm not going to worry about things. And you know what Day I mean? Day drinking. Honestly, you know, we're going up to Chicago to see my in-laws um, day after tomorrow. And that'll kind of be like our relaxing Christmas celebration. It's, you know, up in my in-laws house. Because that'll be the time that we actually can just lay around in our pajamas all day and do nothing. I'm going, uh, I'm going to go snowboarding the first week of February. Oh, fun. Where are you going? Uh, Tahoe. I was at Heavenly. Oh, good for you. Tahoe, yeah. Good for you. We spend five days, uh, me and Steven, we do a trip every year. That's awesome. And we go, it's technically a work trip, so it's our visionary integrator, like it's our alignment meeting that we, most of our meetings are done on a lift. That's great. You get 15 minutes at the side of a mountain, we talk about all the stuff and then we carve down the mountain and pick up where we left off. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's really good. You talk about me good bonding. needing to be focused. Yeah. Us, we do a lot of our meetings here in the studio. Yeah. Because it's you can focus. You can focus. Yeah. And we use the monitor and we put up Zoom calls or whatever. But in the restaurant, I can't do shit. Yeah. In the restaurant, That's I sit how- down and I get fifty people that come up every Same. two seconds. I can't get anything done Same. in the restaurant. So I, we I have get to get away. We, I can't even do work at home. I got well, kids and people. It's just, I just, I got to come here or we got to go out of town. Yeah. I, I am so productive when I'm at my in-laws house. I get so much work done. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait. I'm actually really looking forward to that next week. So we've been going for like an hour and 15 minutes. I think we, it's, I think it's time to say happy new year and move forward with this thing. See you on the other side. <laughs> Well, let's let people know that we are going to be talking next week with Becca Gardner. Becca is the CEO and founder of Naked Lady. We didn't get into the name of the thing, why why she called it Naked Lady, but it's Naked Lady because it's a woman-owned business, and it's spirit-free, spirit alternative. So it's a whiskey alternative, a gin alternative, and a tequila alternative that she has. So if you're looking for Dry January... There is an amazing opportunity for you to check out Naked Lady. She's going to be on next Monday. We'll put out the whole episode. She's sober and talks about her sobriety, but also why she created these. These are unique drinks because they're, there's a gin, a tequila, and whiskey, and she starts with the full product. She starts with a real tequila from Mexico, and then she extracts the ethanol or the alcohol out of it, and what's left is the essence of that spirit. And so you make them in a drink, and it's a really nice, you can have a margarita that tastes like a margarita with no alcohol. I, I It's such a cool idea, and I really enjoy our conversation with her. I think people, anybody who's looking to do dry January, this is the perfect thing to listen to. And then we're going to have a, uh, the week after that, we're going to have Lyle Richardson, who's the COO of A. Marshall Hospitality. And that was a really fun conversation. Uh, I really... 
It was I, very interesting to chat with him. I feel like we really got down to some some brass tacks. I felt like I chats. was argumentative with him. You do? Oh, I didn't. I didn't think. I listened. That. To, I felt like I. I, well, I, I guess I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it I either. I was just present when it was happening. But I, 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 I look back on things like that, and a guy like him who has a similar position that I do, he has 14 restaurants. I have two, about to be three, but we have two. And um, I don't know. I feel like I was like, I, I don't know if I puff up my chest Hi. a little bit and I have a little bit of like a complex where I'm like, well, I would do things like this or that. Like when he was talking about the paper and I was like, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have gone to the paper. I would have stood. And I think about little things. You'll have to hear this conversation. We're going to put the whole thing out there. I'll let you know there. what I think when I hear it. Yeah. I had some. I was like, man, I, I kind of feel like an asshole. But we'll have to see. I I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I haven't listened to it either. Um, we're excited about 2023. I'm excited about this show. I think we're going to bring some amazing stuff. I'm very excited. I really think this is going to be good. So you're out of town. We're next just getting two weeks. started, guys. Just getting started. Got a whole year ahead. You get more content like this. <laughs> For better or worse. For better or worse. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy and, New Year. And uh, please stay safe out there and don't do anything crazy. And uh, love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>